1: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com/slash host.
0: Can you see Did you know this was but the puck comes right to
2: Patterson, who tries a back pass for Besser. In with a shot, he scores. Moments no
1: it only to the line. Hughes curses. Take the two first career NHL goal. Quinn Hughes makes it one-nothing.
0: You're listening to Canucks Conversation. Quinn Hughes the reporter here. Like I don't I do not cover the Canucks. <laughs>
1: yeah. I cover Quinn Hughes and what he's doing to the Canucks. A member of the Nation Network Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash.
0: Just wave the
2: guy and get Demko involved. I wanted him in and down Wednesday. Wow, we should do a radio show together.
0: <laughs> right on. I want to fist bump you right now. What our Pearl steals, cutting in, shoots, scores! <laughs> Good afternoon, Canucks fans. Some technical difficulties right off the top. Hey man, when we're not
2: doing it every day, <laughs> I, I forget to, because I'm always on YouTube watching stuff, and I forget to mute it, because I like having the chat open, so yes, yeah, so to be I'll be transparent, I always do. And the worst thing is, because it's a little bit behind, it's like getting that double intro, but we're working. Look we're at good.
0: you for taking ownership immediately, I instead always of do blaming on it on our technical producer, Aaron Bordado. That's one Obviously. thing I don't do
2: here. I don't uh, I don't pass blame on other people ever.
0: You should try it sometime. It's good. It's a good, good it. feeling, man. It's a good feeling.
2: <laughs> all right. From the top. My
0: bad. <laughs> well, good afternoon, Canucks fans, is what I was going to say. It's a beautiful, you know, it's so nice. There's some smoke there, I think. I don't know if we have camera three up, but uh, the smoke kind of went away. It was here for like a day or two, and then it kind of went away. Obviously, our thoughts, we have a lot of listeners in Kelowna who are still displaced by the wildfires right now. Our thoughts are with all of you. Especially um, during this wildfire season, it's just crazy. This happens every oh, year now. It seems man. like it's just every year. Um, we just did a Patreon, and I one thing I was going to bring up. If you saw this story, the thirteen-year-old girls got caught setting the fire. Did you, did you really? See that? Not 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 the big Kelowna fire, but there was. I think I saw it in like the Okanagan uh, Fire Scanner Twitter account. Um, they said, yeah, they found the culprits were thirteen-year-old girls, which is just like, yeah, I just. Yeah, I don't have any more information to offer than that, but it was just something I saw, and I was going to bring it up on the Patreon. Of course, I wait till we start so doing what, our show.
2: It was uh, it was great to see a lot of people. Like, because man, for a while there, for especially a handful of days there, all the fires that we saw there, the folks in Kelowna, it was great to see the other day some rain coming down out uh, mm-hmm. in Kelowna, Okanagan area. Everybody, I'm glad they were sharing those videos as well because that's gonna that's gonna help a ton. But yeah, you know, thoughts with everybody out there. I, yep. I've been. You know, chatting with everybody that I know out there in Kelowna. And so far, a lot of the my friends and anyways, people have been, you know, able to not yeah. necessarily avoid it, but work their way through it at this point. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So, you know, thoughts and prayers out to everyone out there. And hopefully the rain's helped a ton. Yeah, for sure.
0: Absolutely. Uh, didn't mention it so far, yeah. but uh, Dave Guadrelli, alongside Chris Faber, here to talk about Austin Matthews' new contract with the Toronto Maple Leafs, because we are a Canadian media company. So, of course, we're yep. going to talk about the Leafs.
2: No, Aaron, too. Mention them.
0: I already did. I gave him a shuttle right at the top and okay. said you didn't blame him for our technical difficulties. Yeah, so. no, I
2: never do. I never bl- uh, pass blame here.
0: Yeah, of course. Our technical producer, as I said, uh, Aaron Bordado, okay, out there in Edmonton. I'm going to Edmonton for the first game of the season, the uh, first road game of the season, because yeah. Canucks open the open the season at home. How crappy is it for this team that they played their first two games against the Edmonton Oilers, who we project to be at the top of the Pacific?
2: I heard this the other day. Okay. Uh, Drantz mentioned this on Halford and Bruff. They got one game at home. You think there's anything between the league and the Canucks to say, hey, give us that first home game so we can announce Quinn Hughes as the captain? Oh! Give him the first kids game. Oh. Don't go on the road for five, because they, they start with the home game, then on the road for five, maybe they're like, hey, slide us that home game You don't game think first. they're going
0: three alternates, eh? no I think you think
2: Hughes is ready yeah have I Listen, has anybody been, You've been saying, saying, saying yeah more than any more than I like nobody said it earlier than I did I'm telling you
0: <laughs> get it out yeah gone. well
2: because I want to get to I want to bring this out I saw this the other day On I was scrolling through Instagram and ninety percent of my Instagram feed my algorithm knows me okay <laughs> they just want to give me food posts food 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 lots of sandwiches lots of uh, lots of bars with like tasty food I'm always getting ads for for you know pubs in Edmonton or pubs in Toronto, just because the food looks so good. And it's there was one the other day that posted, all you can eat wings for a price. All you can eat wings. I, I haven't seen all you can eat wings in years. They used to have it at Kelsey's back when I was a uh, when I was a little teenager. We used to go out there and we'd crush all you can eat wings. The whole football team would go out there and we'd put them out. We put them under. They actually did. After the all you can eat wings came in, it was like six months and they were they went under the one in uh, in Nanaimo, anyways. The Kelsey's. But I I thought I'd ask you this. What price would you feel happy about paying for all-you-can-eat wings if you were to go to a pub? Like, you can get all-you-can-eat wings. What's the price that sounds good to you? Because back in the day at Kelsey's, it used to be eighteen ninety nine for all-you-can-eat wings. What's the price in today's economy that you would be like, that's a pretty good deal for all-you-can-eat chicken wings? Let me know in the chat, too. if you, A if you pretty a good deal? Just like, hey, that, this is going to be worth it for me.
0: 15 bucks. 15 that's worth bucks? it. Yeah, that's worth it.
2: So I thought twenty nine ninety nine would get me in the door. Really? For all you can eat wings. Like as know. many wings I, I as you I think we're can eating
0: eat. a different number of wings. Sure.
2: That's very true. But I don't know, you skinny guys, you guys I've seen some skinny guys. eat Yeah, and skinny guys I think have bigger stomachs. Interesting. Yeah, that's my thought process. It's uh, us, that, us big guys. I the, feel like we can the fat, that the fat pushes it. in your gut and it pushes in the stomach to make you actually have a smaller <laughs> stomach. The skinny guys they got all the skin and room to, to expand their stomachs. So I think that's good. But I, I saw it for, it was $25 on the, the ad that I saw, and I said, yeah, that would get me in the door. I'd go all-you-can-eat wings for 25 bucks any day of the week. All but right. I, I, I was thinking twenty nine ninety nine makes the most sense to me. I'd be like, yeah, I'd go for that. I, I wouldn't. I straight up wouldn't. No. I, I, I wouldn't order all-you-can-eat wings. I wouldn't. Well, now the thing about wings now is like, you know, back in the day, quads, when you were just a wee little pup, uh, 10 years old, I was 19 and wing you could get wings at like 25 cents per wing. That's what I used to get when I was like 18, 19 years old. They don't have that anymore. Now you get a a dozen wings. It's like mugs and jugs,
0: 1399.
2: No, I've never been to mugs and jugs. I'm not that old.
0: Uh, Real quick, in the YouTube live chat, please interact with us, folks. Much appreciated. We're starting to see the news cycle. We're starting to see the NHL fans start to come back, and we're starting to see uh, things ramp up here. Obviously, we have Young Stars and training camp just next month, and obviously there's stuff happening in the NHL news cycle, but I wanted to get to this comment because the captaincy debate is happening right now in the YouTube live chat. Noah Fantilo, a name you can trust, said, Hot take, defensemen make better captains than centers. I
2: don't think that's a hot take.
0: I don't think so either. No. I like
2: it. I think centers, a lot of the time, if you have a first-line center, they become the captain because they're the best player on the team, most important player on the team. But defenseman can easily do that, too. Karan
0: goes, 25-cent wings? Bro is from the 1800s. <laughs> Karan must be like 19
2: then. He doesn't know.
0: <laughs> and we've got Commander Randy in the says, chat. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Delvier Roosters used to have five-cent wings. They were gross. Probably some, some feathers mixed in there. Yeah. Yikes. Okay, let's get to it. Hold on. I got uh, yeah news and notes. You got it. Let's
0: go. Oh, my gosh. Well, I forgot to I forgot to say this. Uh, we are presented by the great folks over at Zephyr Epic. Oh, they're you good can folks, use sir. promo code Hockey Season, capital H, capital S, all one word. been a while. You don't like that anymore. $5 off your order.
2: What's the update on the uh, coloring books over there? You've got some sent to well, you. there's coloring. <laughs> or something? You said PBS.com and Zephyr Epic collab or something? <laughs>
0: right?
2: Last no. week on the show you're talking on about. On their social
0: media right. is what I said. On their Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram, but mostly you can find these on Instagram. Mm. They've got uh, little activities for kids. You got, uh, so if you got kids, you can do activities like Pokemon coloring, all that sort of stuff. Or
2: if your kids are annoying you, you put a screen in front of them, Zephyr
0: Epic's got two YouTube channels. Go put your kids in there for four hours. What? Or let them, <laughs> or let let them color. Ones. Uh and Zephyr Epic's got that. Or let them you know play teach your kids to play the Pokemon card game. Mm. Not enough kids do that nowadays. No, it's all about collecting and opening and ripping packs. Nobody's yeah, playing the play, game anymore. I, I should, that should be a Patreon content. We 1v1 each other. Random pick of the draw, Pokemon battle, all the proper rules of the sure. trading card game. That'll be well, a Patreon do, thing we do.
2: Yeah, there's a website online where you can just get a random deck and play against someone on there too.
0: Hell, let's do that. No, I've done we it. should do no, that. that. But I think it'd be funnier if we did it in I'll person. Be out,
2: uh, I'll be out at Zephyr Epic in um, two weeks.
0: The whole point, there. though, is to get rid of the screen. Like, play with the cards. Why do you have to do it online?
2: You're going to be strict with your kid, eh? When he gets... You're going to say, what is it, five minutes of screen time? You yeah, know, 30 you can watch. minutes of hitting
0: bombs. Yeah.
2: I don't know. So I
0: think the screen time can help. I'm going to play a lot of catch with my kid. Okay. He's going to get TJ at eight years old. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. Please don't give your kids Tommy John surgery. This is a thing that's happening more and more. Is like Little League travel ball parents are like, yeah, I'll just get my kid Tommy John at 16. He'll come out throwing harder and he'll never need to get it again. There is, just, just stop! Please don't do that. Anyways, um, Mr. Torque to says uh,
2: whistle stop, and Courtney still has twenty five cent wing night. That's awesome.
0: Okay, let's let's move on here. We're uh, pitcher
2: a lucky. Come on, we're moving.
0: We're we're moving a little too very slow. Very thing here. you
2: got to drink with a pitcher. If you're on the island and you're eating wings and you don't have a pitcher of lucky in front of you, you're not on the island and eating wings.
0: Okay, we're moving a little too slow here. So let's move it along. News and notes. I said it. We're going to talk about the Toronto Maple Leafs. No, I, Austin Matthews four years. Uh, what's his AAV? We're gonna get to that
2: later. First, okay, we got some whatever. news and notes to get to. Well, we'll get to the bulk of the show. You got to read the outline quads nope. uh, because Aaron's got all these photos to get to uh, for the YouTube folks. First piece of news and notes: new video board at Rogers Arena. Yes, this thing looks good. I've seen uh, some photos have come out. Uh, Reddit's got a post. They were at the Sam Smith concert the other night. Can we get this up here, Aaron? Uh, the video board.
0: I guess this is more important
2: than the Leafs. Yeah, this, you're always trying to say, "Follow me at Leafs Nation." All this <laughs> stuff, QuadrelliAtLeafs.com. at um, Anyways, the new video board's coming up here. It's nice. It's huge. It's, it is. It's, huge. I think
0: four times. You have been to Rogers Place in Edmonton?
2: No, I never been. Okay, I've, well they. have been outside. This of it.
0: rendering. I don't know if we have the artist I rendering. I went to a 7-Eleven across the street at yeah. uh, two a.m. I don't know if we have the artist rendering of uh, what it's going to look like, but it is going to look very similar to the Rogers Place board. And so, If you're listening on the podcast it's or you really want to see what I'm talking about, look up what the Rogers Place video board sounds like. It's got the same curved screen mm-hmm. so that fans all over Rogers Arena can see the new video board. But the, the big thing is that it has the two team logos at the bottom. It's going to give you a lot more information. You're going to get shots. To be honest, to some extent, I didn't like the Edmonton video board, but I think it'll grow on me. I've only seen it a handful of times, like twice. Listen, um, it can't be worse than the one the
2: Canucks had last year. I'll tell you
0: that. I, well, yeah, that one had flickering, and it was time. Yep. I understand that. By the end of the
2: season, that board was going out. I liked that board. I liked it to some extent. Sure, but it was old. Right? It was. It was. It was
0: time for an upgrade. But I don't know. I don't know how I feel about the new board. The new board gives you like it gives you the. Shift clock of every player on the ice. Yeah. I don't know if the Canucks will be the same, but that's what the Edmonton was. Does they had that I'm last assuming... year at
2: Rogers Arena too, and it didn't look good because that board, because that part of the board that always board blew can't out. handle it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I think this is because here's the thing: you got to give the Canucks credit. Their their game presentation is strong. Like their their pregame video was up for the S B this year for the best pregame video. Yes, they didn't end up winning, but they were one of the finalists, uh, one of the nominees, anyways, for the best pregame video. Pretty damn cool, and that's great. I think that the the staff there and then the you know the game presentation group. They all do a really good job. Um, now they have the the scoreboard to kind of take things to the next level, but I like it. I think it's good. I'm going to see it. Uh, I'll be at uh, the 50 Cent concert in a couple weeks here. Mm-hmm. I'll uh, I'll post some, some photos on uh, on the old Twitter machine and all that stuff.
0: See Jim Rutherford there.
2: Yeah, I'll see Jim up there too. But here's the other thing. They, they announced it. They sent out a um, big press release and stuff. We already got it covered at Canucks Army. You can read more about it there. Here's the interesting thing, and I tweeted this out. Let's get this up here, Aaron. Not only, we're in phase two right now. The scoreboard, I guess, is part of phase two. Phase one was, I don't know. Phase one, <laughs> yeah, phase... I was
0: going to say, like, what the hell was phase one? Phase one, I
2: guess, was, like, the training facility.
0: I'm going to text a contact and try and figure out what it I was. Don't know
2: when. Uh, I don't know when the media is going to get their room, but we'll see when that happens. Maybe that's phase 15. Um, but the Rogers Arena seats, okay? If you hear this, squads, the yes. seats, the phase three, which will start in the summer of 2024, so one year from now, all of the upper bowl all of the lower bowl, all of them seats are getting replaced. So that's phase three. This is the quote here. Phase three of the multi-year commitment beginning beginning summer 2024 will include the replacement of all seats in the upper and lower bowls and the redesign of the North Plaza entry. What color are those seats going to be, man? Black, for sure. You think so? Yep. I hope so. I hope they don't come back with the burgundy. That would They're not going to redo tough. the burgundy seats. Could you imagine? Like, oh, There's like, no chance. We got a fresh set of burgundy <laughs> seats coming in. They are primed and shiny and ready to fall
0: apart. Stop. And they're not going to be fabric. I also had been told that they really cracked down on the mice problem that we were talking about toward the end of last year. I didn't see any
2: mice in there ever. Lucky you. That's good. Didn't see one mouse.
0: Nice. That's good. Yeah, Just you started to see fans kind of pointing it out that... Yeah, mouse ran down while I was in the lower bowl, and that was really scary. And it's like, yeah, okay, that's fair.
2: Yeah, a lot of people say a lot of weird things on Twitter that aren't. This well, I mean,
0: I, I've seen them myself. Ooh. But, yeah. I also don't think you'd get that many people saying it just for fun, Chris. Yeah. I just got an email, <laughs> Anyways, email I, from PR. Yeah, whatever. No, I've been told, not by PR, but I have been told by people that know that they, they've really, they've, they've like, I'd actually addressed that. I literally <laughs> just
2: got an email from PR, Vancouver Giants PR. They got a new head coach, nice. Danny Viveros, head coach for Vancouver Giants. Interesting. You know this guy sounds Italian? No. Viveros?
0: I don't think that's Italian.
2: We had Italian food last Might yesterday for lunch. Delicious.
0: Yes, lunch, that's right. The lunch we had yeah, yesterday. Yeah, you had gnocchi. We met with Wyatt. Look, folks, we, we've already announced it a little bit, but another full season of the Stanchies, and the Stanchies are going to be bigger and better than ever. Mm. We are very excited about it. We had a meeting with Wyatt yesterday. What would you think of that place? No free ads. But uh delicious. It was delicious. And right? the service
2: was incredible.
0: Also free ad. Golden
2: Boot. Golden Boot. The in service. The, whoever fantastic. the lady was who was our waitress. Just yeah. a delight. I love when you have great service at a restaurant. Especially when you go there for the first time and you get just a tremendous waiter or waitress. I, I tell you, she was nice. She was came around, checked on us often, but not too much. Good conversation. She Gotta was, be honest. She was a pro. The Golden I'm a regular
0: incredible. there. Do you remember? Oh, you weren't there when we walked in. When we walked in, she like she was like, oh yeah, you were here with your girlfriend like a week ago. Mm. I was like, yep. Wow, she gave us she, she gave she us so great. much bread. Like yep. usually, you only get one free complimentary like bowl of bread, like the fresh, freshly baked bread. Mm. She came with three rounds. I've never seen that. And usually, you only I get... Put, I did a
2: whole round myself.
0: Yeah, yeah, you yeah. did. Wyatt and I did two.
2: No, that was great. But yeah, yeah, Wyatt's gonna be back next year. I think we've announced uh, already. Sanchez, Dalvire is fired up in the chat. You yeah, love it. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, other things. Uh, quick news and notes. Last final one. Uh, Canucks players are getting back in town. Thatcher Demko's been here a while. Ilya Mikheyev's back here. I saw a photo with him and Pod Colson and the baby. Eight Rinks. All those stuff. I saw Pod Colson walking around yesterday. Actually, when I was driving uh, down Expo. Uh, J T. Miller, like I said, I think he just got back into town, so we can start to see them work out. Apparently, and hey, apparently Dakota Josh was here too. Apparently, so <laughs> there's a lot of uh, a lot of players are starting to get back into town here. Um,
0: Speaking you know, of the taco great. time of Port Moody. <laughs> no, hey, Anyways, uh, saying,
2: players are back. They're in good shape. Quick lots thing, of, lots of good stuff. Quick
0: thing I wanted to mention because you just mentioned J T. Miller. This was something that we brought up months and months ago. But remember the leadership group said they were going to be among the first here, right? Yep. We know PD's still in Stockholm. But remember last year how the leadership group Bo Horvat, especially mm-hmm. with the pending contract stuff, we were out at eight rinks for what two weeks, Th- two three weeks before we started to see the leadership group roll in. Like, oh, yeah, late yeah. September. Mm-hmm. It's August and JT Miller's year. Maybe not late September because that's when training camp was. But like they were here like a week before training camp. I want to say, yeah, and they were here practicing at eight. Like ranks.
2: there wasn't time for us to see Patterson, Miller, Hughes. On yeah, the like Patterson set. got
0: those guys all got like a week of on ice sessions, and we right. saw the, the Canucks obviously did their thing with um Jim Hughes kind of coaching mm-hmm. Quinn and some other guys. Um, this this is not us trying to say that the guys aren't here and they're not working out. Like, we're not trying to say, oh, they're, they're not doing it. But, like, the leadership guys talked about setting the standard themselves of, hey, we want guys here. We want to be ready to go to start this season. Because this is two seasons in a row now, Chris, where this team has just stumbled out of the gate and yeah. have not recovered. They have not been able to recover. And you brought up naming a captain. Last time the Canucks had a really, really solid start to the season. Named a captain.
2: So night one, are they going to do it? I think they're going to do it. I think I they're going to name Quinn Hughes captain on uh, night one.
0: I, I, I like the I three. really
2: like the idea of just, hey, this page that we got here from the last couple years in this core, let's turn it. Let's turn it. Cap. The old captain's gone. Quinn's our guy.
0: Karan asked Put if the there. team has their own practice rink yet, and the answer no. is no. No. And it's a very complicated situation that obviously Jim Rutherford's going to do a, a preseason media Listen, bill. I see that
2: lot right across Pacific Boulevard right there on the other side of the arena. That's a big lot you could put a rink in there.
0: There's also North Burnaby, right?
2: Get the No, don't make the players go out that way, man.
0: Coquitlam's nice. Maple Ridge.
2: Yeah. Well, what's this? The Plaza Nations, right? What's goes? What even goes on there? Anything? There's a casino down there.
0: Yeah, Edgewater. It's
2: closed, right? Is it closed? I think so. I've I never see. seen anybody go in there. Plus, they got the park casino right across the street. That place, I know that place is open. That place is open all the time. <laughs> <You> <laughs> from, know, from what, from what you I hear. know very well. From, no, yeah. from just just people tell me this, and I hear, okay, yeah, it's open.
0: Oh yeah, the Edgewater Casino's been long closed. Oh, yeah,
2: that place is just a building waiting. T- I mean, you could you could easily make a small little rink there, right? There's some
0: Patrick Johnson. <laughs> Shut up, <laughs> scum, scum cookie.
2: That's a good comment. Uh, also, interesting name. New practice rink <laughs> is Phase 19. <laughs> yeah, the Phase 20 will be a media room.
0: Okay, also, I got an answer. Uh, phase oh, another, one, Another email there. Phase one of the renovation project started last year with a focus on the player experience with renovations of the team dressing room, exercise facilities, coaches' offices, and multi-purpose media room. Media room's not done. It I might be done now, maybe. It wasn't done last year. But these renovations continued this summer with additional work on the dressing room and the enhanced enhancement of medical treatment and recovery spaces. Also, that's just from the release. mm I was told to look at the release.
2: Wow, yeah, they're online one. Um, all right, do you want to get to the the Austin Matthews, Elias Patterson stuff?
0: Well, I shouldn't say I was told to look at it. I got sent that part of the release and said, "Hey, this is in the release." Yeah, they, it yeah. wasn't like a rude thing.
2: No, he said, "Do your damn job." <laughs>
0: Okay, yeah, go to Austin Matthews. Go ahead.
2: Alright, well uh let's get to Austin Matthews uh and Elias Petterson. Uh do we want to start with no we'll just start we'll start with Austin Matthews. Okay, so Austin Matthews yesterday the, the deal comes down thirteen point two five million dollars. Let me say that one more time. Thirteen point two five million dollars it's the most annual average value on a contract, uh moving forward in NHL history. And it it's a four year deal. So I, I found it obviously the first thing that came to mind was What does this mean for the Canucks? What does this mean for Elias Patterson, who was recently with Elliot Friedman? Uh, A clip popped down. Man, Fried's just dropping bombs at 12.04 a.m. Just after midnight. Uh, you have dropped a bomb in the video of, uh, of him speaking with Elias Patterson. We might as well play it if you missed it If you've been under a rock the last two days uh, Or you just didn't check anything out on social media We're going to run this video here, Aaron, if we can get it up Elias Patterson and Elliot Friedman Talking about the contract situation Then we'll break down a few more things Because I, I listened to the rest of 32 Thoughts And saw the rest of it Let's let's hear from Patterson and Friedman here Oh, it's loading up. Aaron's having a couple of troubles over there, so if it starts playing, we'll just get going. I'm not in a
1: rush to sign. Um, I mean, i got one one more year left over there, and uh, I don't want to rush into anything because I still don't know myself if it's going to be a short term or a long term, but it's going to be probably my biggest contract so far, so I don't want to stress anything. Just going to get off to a good start, focus on that? Yeah, that's been the main goal. I mean, the whole summer I'm just trying to prepare myself as much as possible with training, trying to gain a little bit of weight, some muscles, and uh, and yeah, especially get off to a good start with the team.
2: Yeah, so a lot of, uh, I think the big takeaway there was like he's in no rush to sign, and Obviously, the discussions – you have to believe discussions have been had between Elias Pettersson's camp and the Vancouver Canucks management group. They just probably can't find the perfect deal just yet, or maybe – like, that's the weird thing is I I feel like the perfect deal is to say, okay, you want to sign here for eight years? How much money do you want? Here you go. Shouldn't be that hard from the Vancouver Canucks' perspective to – like, they're not putting a limit on how much they're going to pay Pettersson, right? They're not – I mean, they're not paying him 1325 Yet, yet. So, do they like the thing? It to me is okay. Then, in my eyes, the situation with the Pedersen contract is this. I believe exactly what he's saying. I don't think he's fully committed to being like, hey, yeah, everything that's happened in my Canucks career. Sign me up for eight more years of that. I think that he's being truthful in the fact of like he needs to see some results here from the Canucks to, to lock it in. I know Pedersen loves the city. He's talked about loving the city, loves the fan base, loves the, the atmosphere in the rink when things are going good, loves the passion in the fan base. But what what's happened here that makes you think that this team can be a winner? They have a core that a lot of us want to believe in. They, they need some results though, right? They really need some results to keep this guy and make him want to be here for eight more years of it. It's it is, I'm not like, I I didn't think yesterday was like the worst or seeing the quote the other day was like the worst possible thing he could have said. But I I think he was pretty truthful about, hey, he's just here to work out, become a a guy who can come back bigger and stronger every year. And I think we've seen that. Every single training camp he's come back. He's worked on his, his strength, adding weight, whatever it may be. He's done all that every single season that he's played in. I just think that. There's nothing really that's happened to make me think that he would be confident in playing here for eight years, and I think that's difficult, and I think it's just, uh, to be blatantly honest, it's just truthful. What what has happened here to make you think that you would be so confident signing up for eight more years of it, no matter what the money is? I think this season's huge for what this contract's going to look like.
0: Can I be frank? Sure. I am so sick already of the discourse surrounding everything from this quote what was it, two days ago it came out? Yeah. I'm so sick of it. I'm, I'm so sick of everybody talking in absolutes, everybody looking at this as if it's black and white. Well, he said this, it must mean this. He said this, no, it actually must mean this. Let's talk about what we know, what we know about Elias Pettersson, what we know about the Vancouver Canucks, as it pertains to this situation. Let's focus on that for a second before we start throwing out, oh, they they better start winning, blah, blah, blah. And you're right, you're right. That is part of some some of the stuff that we know. But what do we know about Elias Pedersen? We know he likes the city. We know he has friends here. We also know that when it comes to big money and pro sports, guys can make friends elsewhere. Okay? We do know all of that. Okay? This is not saying one way or another. I am just going over what we know about the situation and what, I, like, I don't want to sit here and talk about, well, what if this happens? What if that happens? Mm. I want to talk about what we know. We know that being a restricted free agent does not mean that, yes, for sure, he has to sign long-term because the Canucks have his rights. He has no alternatives. We know that with Matthew Kachuk last offseason, the Calgary Flames were put in a position where they basically had to trade him even though he was a restricted free agent, okay? That is what we know. That happened last offseason, okay? Being an RFA does not mean, yeah, for sure, he has to sign in Vancouver, and yes, it has to be long-term. No, that is not what that means. That is not what being a restricted free agent means. Does it mean he's a, there's a lot less urgency around this because it's not a Bo Horvat situation where he's a UFA on July 1 and he's going to be able to go walk to another team immediately? Yeah, Of course it does. Of course it plays into why this is less of an urgent matter than some people would have thought. So let's look at it from the team's perspective, Chris. The team is comfortable waiting until next summer. The player and his camp are more than comfortable waiting till next summer. And that's what I want to focus on. Before I do, though, I want to go back to the team side. Patrick Alveen, at the end-of-season media conference that he held, he spoke about how he was comfortable waiting and how there was really no rush because, hey, this guy's under control for next year. And if you're the Canucks, to some extent, you're thinking, okay, he did it, but this was the first season of Elias Patterson's career where he was consistent over a full season. Mm. Let's see him do it again. There's no harm in that for the Canucks. Or is there? Because with Elias Pettersson, from his perspective, he seems very confident. And we've only seen snippets of that Friedman interview. But he seems very confident that not only is he going to be able to match what he did last year, he is going to be able to build off of that. He wants to be in the selkie conversation. I wrote earlier this week for Canucks Army about how Elias Pettersson is going to be in that conversation for the Selkie. Now, that Patrice Bergeron's out of the way. I'm already saying it. Nico Hichier is probably going to be next year's winner. The runner-up at 24 years old, probably going to be the winner, the next guy in that conversation. But you have to think that Elise Pedersen can at least finish top five, if not top three in that conversation. That is a bullet in his chamber when he goes into negotiations with the Canucks. So from Pedersen's perspective, he wants to build off of what he did last year. And if you're the Canucks you're thinking to yourself, okay, we want to see him do that. If he does that and he puts up 120 points and plays elite defense, able to be a shutdown guy, he's going to get paid a lot. Mm-hmm. Do you think the Canucks are going to say, shoot, we have a franchise center. Darn, we were really hoping he'd put up 60 points and have to be in sheltered minutes. We were really hoping that would happen so we could pay him less. No, this is a win-win. It is going to. It, it might hurt the Canucks in the long run, if they have to dole out big money, they might have to make the money work. They might have to make the money work. But for the player, he is betting on himself, which I think if you're the Canucks, you have to be happy with to some extent. You have to be happy that this guy is looking at this season and saying, yeah, I am going to dominate and I'm going to dominate from night one. That is how Elias Patterson feels right now. That is what we know, okay? That is what we know about this situation, okay? We also know that Elias Petterson has said that he just wants to win. Big time. Absolutely. So if Patterson does come out and have this year, and the Canucks are saying, oh no, we have to pay our best player a lot of money, which they won't, they're going to be happy about that, to be clear, that's the point I'm trying to make. If least person comes out and has that year, and they still don't win anything, and when I say win anything, I mean like they don't even make the playoffs. If that's what happens this year, okay, now we can start to have a conversation. Yeah. Now we can start to have a conversation about, okay, now, what does this mean? And, and the reason we'll have that conversation when that happens is because we'll be able to ask Elias Patterson himself. Of Okay, you have said a lot that you want to win. Mm-hmm. How much does this complicate your negotiations going into this offseason? That's when we'll have that conversation. After the Canucks have a losing season and after Elias Patterson completes his season. And hey, if they have a losing season and Elias Patterson is part of the reason they had a losing season... That changes everything. That changes a lot, and, um, and that's the thing. That, yeah, that's it's not going to happen. I yeah, don't I think know. that's going to happen. Yeah, I know you're going to say that. I honestly, like we've talked about it. This is a fringe playoff team who we think can probably, probably make the dance, right, or take steps forward and make the playoffs at the very least. And to that point,
2: he wants to win in Vancouver, right? Pedersen mm-hmm. wants to win in Vancouver. The bar isn't very high either, like you said, playoffs. Make the playoffs. That's probably enough yep. winning, right? Because I feel like, especially in the in the cycle that this Canucks team is in right now, with the new coach coming in, management getting a little bit of time to sort of build their roster, expectations for winning this season to the Canucks aren't the Stanley Cup. It's not the Stanley Cup. We're not expecting them to be like, oh, hey, they, it was a failure if they didn't win the Cup. Like, no, they, they just need to get into the playoffs and, and make something happen. Maybe win a round and start to build. Start to build. We see teams so much that win the Stanley Cup. They don't do it in that first run. They they need to build. They need to win a series. They need to lose some series. They need to figure things out with the core how they have to do yeah. different in the playoffs. That's to me like the bar isn't very high for to 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 meet Pedersen's expectations. I'm sure he ex- like expects to be able to play so good and lead this team to a Stanley Cup. It's got to be the players like perspective, especially a guy like Pedersen who's so competitive and you know wants to be that leader. But to me, it's it doesn't take the Canucks don't need to go to the western conference final. They're in a different spot than like think about think about the Oilers and like how they're about to, you know, they they got to worry about contracts with McDavid and Draisaitl. They like need to get to the western conference finals. Like they need to be like that type of team this year. The expectations are much lower for winning for the Vancouver Canucks and how they're going to have to deal with a contract for their star player.
0: The Oilers are going to run with a 21-man roster to open the season yeah. because Evan Bouchard took 3.9 million. I think they would have needed 3.4 or 3.5 to be able to run, it, to go sign someone for league minimum. The Oilers are the going to be in that team. position. And not only that, the Oilers just paid their number one quarterback defenseman on Power Play One, who's playing with Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitle. Their power play got better after Tyson Berry left. By the way, that's the thing that a lot of people don't seem to realize, especially out of market, is their power play got better when Evan Bouchard started quarterbacking it. He is going to have a full season playing with Matias Ekholm on the Oilers' first pair. He is going to be their first first power play unit quarterback. Yeah. He is going to get paid a ton when he is an RFA in two, two seasons. Yeah. Two seasons. Yeah, he is. And you know who else is up at that time, Chris Dreisaitl, Leon, Leon Dreisaitl. Yeah. So. This is to say other teams have cap problems too, but to that point, Chris, when it comes back to the Elias Patterson stuff, what we know back to the idea of what we know, because I only want to talk about what we know. Yeah. I don't want to sit here and talk about well, what if this happens? What if this happens? It's a great way to fill airtime. I'm not interested in doing it. No. This is what we know. We know that this the salary cap for the National Hockey League is supposed to go up next season, next off season. Mm-hmm. When teams and Pedersen's cap have that clarity, they will be able to look at this situation and say, okay, we want to give you this number. Because a way that a lot of teams and a lot of people around hockey are starting to kind of look at things is percentage of the cap. How much is this player taking up the percentage of the cap? I believe McDavid and Edmonton is 15%. I would assume that Petterson probably wants about 13 to 14% of whatever the new salary cap is. We don't know what that number is just yet. We will know it next off season when it is now clear. That is when Pedersen and his camp and the Canucks, like both sides, want to have this conversation next off season. I ask you this, Chris: Do you think? And this is this is not something we know. This is something I think. Do you think that Patrick Alvin would have come out in these this end of media press conference that he had and said? I'm pretty comfortable going into next off season having these negotiations and everything he kind of said about downplaying it. Do you think he would have said that had he had any idea or indication that Pedersen even in the slightest wants out of Vancouver? Because I don't think so.
2: No, yeah, I don't think there. I don't even have time for the discussion of that. Exactly. Right, and I, I don't want to you. talk about it. No, I agree with you. I think. Listen, he likes it here, wants to play here, but and most importantly, he wants to win here. And that's going to have to be something that proves this next season. That's why this this next year is, the start has to be like, there's so much on the start of this Canucks season next season. And a lot of it is like, you know, what's your confidence level in the management group? How good do you feel about the new coach getting his full system and training camp and all that? Is Elias Petterson going to want to sign here long term? Like, man, first uh, that first month of the season is going to be very interesting to watch. And I think a lot of it, kind of gets multiplied by knowing that your star player, the best player on your team, 100-point producer last year, doesn't have a contract for, for the year after that. So there's, man, this next year is so crucial for the Vancouver Canucks. feels like we say that every year, but this is one that things could really change if, if it goes south down here for these guys.
0: Yep, absolutely. Um,
2: but I, I I do feel that you brought up a couple things, and to me it ultimately is just going to come down to winning with Pettersson. How could you blame him if, if this team loses and loses and loses again? If things go south, if there's distractions like there have been, I think that's the big thing for me. E- even if this team doesn't make the playoffs and you know get a little bit of a run next year, if there's progression in how this team competes, how this team looks on a night-to-night basis, how the league looks at this team, think about how the teams like. Remember when every thirty-two thoughts podcast, which is you know the biggest hockey podcast in the world, second best to, to ours, I'd say. When you see what they're you know they're starting every show with. Drama in Vancouver. The league's, everybody around the league is listening to that. And they're hearing the first seven minutes of every 32 thoughts being about the Vancouver Canucks. And that can't happen. Players don't want to sign to that. So I I really think the, the organization needs to get themselves on the right track. And I think they've made improvements of that over the past year or so with management and, you know, the president and how everything's flowing down. I think they've made improvements on that. Have they made enough to convince Pedersen for eight years? I think that's why this next season is going to tell us. It's not just going to be about winning and losing. I think that's the main focus here for Elias Pedersen. It's winning and losing. But his agents and, you know, everybody who's kind of repping him and helping him make this decision, I bet they're looking at a lot of things with how the organization operates next year too, not just wins and losses.
0: Do you get your practice rink figured out?
2: I mean, that plays a part too. Absolutely, right? it things does. like that. I mean, yeah, I think there's a lot of things it takes into account here. I, I... I'd mentioned this in the chat very before we got going here seeing Austin Matthews sign for 4 years. I look at that now and I start to think I I think a lot of players are going to start to do this, right? Especially these big name superstars. The cap's going to be vastly different in 4 years. And Matthews is going to make more money on his next deal than he is on this 4 year deal. It, you know, he's at that age right now where how old is Austin Matthews now? Like 25, 26? Right, he's around that age. Let me let me get this right uh, before I get this uh, going, because you're not you're not helping me over there. I don't know what you're doing. You're looking at TikToks again.
0: That's right. That's what I do. Uh,
2: but Austin Matthews, let me get his age right here. Uh, 25. I had it right from the start. 25 years old, signs a four-year deal. So he's going to sign an even bigger deal when he's 30, because I don't think this deal kicks in until next season, right? So by the end, he'll be 30 when he signs his next deal. He's going to make more money when he's 30. I wonder what Patterson's thinking about that as well. Like Is, is he going to sign a four-year deal or even a three-year deal that lines up with Hughes? And you got to double them with same agents. I think that might come into account too. I just, I don't think there's a, there's a price to me. Like with Patterson from the Canucks point of view, there's no money that wouldn't make sense to play, pay Patterson.
0: Exactly. And there's people in the chat talking about how they don't care if it's 13 and a half over yeah. eight years. I, I,
2: if, the, if the Canucks were like, Hey, if they announced today, Hey, we also signed our superstar center to a four year, $13.25 million deal. I'd be like, Okay. Patterson will play it to that. Yeah, Right. I, I would be fine with that. It's, it's, and, it's a big number for sure. But yeah, like seeing Matthews come in at thirteen two five, I could see uh, like internet clips set here easily over eleven million. Jesse says eleven point five.
0: Think about None what we're talking about if Pedersen is a hundred plus point player again mm-hmm. and is actually in firmly in the Selke conversation.
2: We're talking, yeah, we're talking about a top five to ten points producer
0: and a top five to ten defensive center. Yeah, like. You're paying that guy anything. You are talking more than 11. You're talking more than 11.5. And of course we have to see the cap. We don't know what the cap is going to be yet. So let's not try to deal in absolutes with things we do not know yet. Mm. So that is, that is just what I wanted to focus on talking about Pedersen. It's okay to have passion as you know, as I kind of illustrated there, cause I get fired up, but don't, don't start throwing out like, Oh, what if this happens? What if that happens? No, let's, let's, Enjoy the season yeah, as no best can. we can, because there has been no enjoyment in the last two seasons. Yep. So let's enjoy it the best we can. And and hey, maybe in six months, Chris, we're talking about a losing season and now saying, okay, what does this mean for Elias Peterson? But it is August, okay? I don't want to have this conversation right now. I have no interest in it. I only want to talk about what we know. Yep. Either and that one. is all we know about Elias Patterson in this situation. I don't think there's anything else. Let's leave it at that. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, we'll, we'll
2: see what happens. I just, and that's uh, the last I want to talk about. It. I don't I know, want to talk about all it All I more. was thinking about was like that first media availability that we're going to have at training camp in Victoria, and it's just going to be like, I don't want to ask Patterson a question about his contract, but it's like kind of our job to do, I guess. And it's like, I don't
0: I don't know if that's true.
2: We already know the answer he's going to give, so I, I just don't know. The, the, the I ain't asking that question. I ain't asking that question. I wanna, Are we going to
0: really use that, you know, like, I don't know. Say we know same. his well, answer. Yeah, exactly. We know his answer. But
2: it's going to happen, I guarantee you. I uh, bet. <laughs> yeah, we know. Um let's get to a couple things before we wrap up here. Jonathan Lecarecki has scored a couple goals uh, in the SHL preseason. Now we're going to run the we were going to run the video, but uh, just a little bit uh Aaron's got a situation over there. The Oilers Nation uh internet they got over there?
0: Bird of Wi-Fi the one Bird of Wi-Fi.
2: Are you kidding me? Um uh, but we're not going to run the video, but he scored Jonathan Lecarecki scored again. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. The other day, uh, so I think I've seen him play in three preseason games now. He's got two goals in the SHL. He's fitting in nicely, quads. And the goal that he scored the other day, wonderful job getting to the high danger area right in the slot, scored a goal when they were down by two.
0: Sorry, sorry to interrupt you. I have to interrupt because it's the dumbest comment I've seen. Brandon in our chat. Sorry, Brandon. Said players don't even like having practice rinks. What's the media's obsession over it? So dumb, Brandon. We have talked to players about this. They do
2: not like going out to. They EBC. do, not, they do like... not like going out to eight rinks.
0: <laughs> Brandon, who, who? Where are you getting this information? <laughs> like, I. I Tyler Tafoli was on, I think, Chicklets, uh, like a week or two ago, and he was talking about how Calgary, who now has plans for a practice rink, mm. were the one of the only teams in the league. There's only two teams in the league that don't have a practice rink. It's the Canucks and the Flames. Mm. He was talking about how annoying it was to have to drive to their practice facility, which was some rink that they shared, which was like what twenty minute drive or something like that.
2: I don't know I didn't listen. Anyways, look but
0: travel. think about think about it this way: we're talking about a practice facility that is across the street from the arena. The players don't like, and hey, I don't I don't agree. I love North Burnaby, but they don't like driving out to Burnaby, right? Like they don't like having to go out there to go skate when the Rogers Arena ice isn't available. Like you think the players that live in like West Van. Like doing that,
2: dude. Yeah, like imagine you know, JT Miller, who was obviously on the Cam trick show lately, talking about being the only guy who lives in West Van. But yeah, go from West Van, you got to cross a bridge and go to UBC, or you got to get down to Burnaby. We're talking about yep. like an hour, man, close to an hour driving, depending on the traffic. A lot of the guys do live here around the rink yeah, right? yeah um, I see you know, see them walking on the streets all the time. Some of them are just down, uh, even like call up guys will normally stay at the hotel, yeah, 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 totally, totally down totally. the road of the park there. Yeah, it'd be great to have one set up here. I know players would. The, the love
0: players it. do want a practice rink. Please don't kid yourself or convince yourself. I don't know. I don't know where anybody gets the idea that they don't. No. I. I don't think. I think if you polled the entire Canucks locker room, I don't think there would be one person that's like, "No man, eight rinks is sick." Unless I somehow got in the poll.
2: Yeah, well, the vibe. Listen, the vibe out at eight rinks is cool. I like it's eight just, rinks. It's, it's out. And it's but out and about.
0: Look, hey, I'm not going to say who. I had a player just say to me like. The ice here sucks. Like, they are used to NHL ice and they were using oh. ASHL ice. Yo, and like watching. It's NHL ice, folks. Think it's about NHL UBC, ice. Like,
2: the UBC ice for those prospects. Oh, yeah. As they're chopping it up, doing three practices a day. Yep. Like, that ice was really bad. Yeah. And then folks, you look and it's like you get there early. And like the UBC teams practicing on there, like the, you know, get the Canucks practice. Have yeah. you seen what? Uh,
0: yeah, the UBC team has a practice. The
2: the um, the Seattle Kraken setup is yes, it's yes. Good. Like uh, to see the even their AHL team down there, they have a great like man. Yeah, it's something that the players do care about, absolutely.
0: Anyways, I think it would be good. Sorry I think to interrupt the organization would care thing. about it too. Yeah, like Chip Rutherford said players care about this. And I Like I, he's been around
2: a long time. Well, you mentioned Laker Mackey, yeah, I'd think about like development camp. Have it at your practice facility. That's yeah, you know, like, yeah, things yeah, yeah. like that. Like they do matter. Even looking at teams around the NHL, a lot of these practice facilities like allow fans to go watch a practice. Yeah. You know, there's stands for the for the like, you know, fans to go watch. It's, it's fun. You can make an event out of it. I think it's good. I think it's a smart move, and I think the the organization has talked about it enough. It is something that they want to do. Yeah. So okay, Lukair Le mackey let's go. Lukair Le Mackey he's got two goals in his last three uh, preseason games in the SHL. Nice to see him scoring and going to the high danger areas. I liked a lot of his confidence that he had with the puck. Uh, I obviously tweeted out the goal that got a lot of reaction, but I tweeted out another couple of shifts of his. He's moving like he's um, the thing that you have to like about Lukair is his mindset to attacking when he's when he's engaged, and I didn't see a lot of it last year in the Al-Sven skin. But when you watch him here with Horrobro in these games like he's he's spinning off of guys around the crease, he's getting defensemen stick away from him, he's getting to places where players have to make a long reach to get a puck on, you know, to get their stick on where he's possessing the puck. A lot of little things about body positioning that I've really liked in this SHL preseason, so I'm excited to watch him continue on. He's got another game uh tomorrow morning uh in the preseason for the SHL. He's looking good with Horrobro though. I mean, three preseason preseason games and he's got two goals. Um. So good start for him so far, and that brings us to our poll question quads, which is my literally just like you know we were, we were thinking out like what's a topical poll question to throw out there. I don't know, uh, nothing. I can't think of anything right now. I didn't want to do a Patterson poll question, so we uh, we tweeted out a poll question. It's mostly just like uh, it's a little selfish of me. I want to know the answer here because I I'm curious what the what everybody wants to hear. All right, um, get it up, Baron. Yeah, let's get the poll question up here. Uh, Brought to you by the great folks at Atlas GDS. No, uh, that's all I'm doing. doing The rest (laughs) you just said it wrong. Brought to you by
0: Atlas Goods, not Atlas GDS. That is their website, though, folks. You can go to AtlasGDS.com and use promo code CC fifteen for fifteen percent off your first order of pop rinds. These are the best fresh pork rinds, straight from your microwave or air fryer. Think of popcorn and think of pork rinds being married into one. That's why they're called Pop Rinds. They come small in little pellets. You put in like uh, one-eighth of a cup. It doesn't look like you're putting much in there. And then they pop, and you've got a high-protein, low-carb snack for yourself, uh, courtesy of our friends over at Atlas Goods. They've got different flavors, but you can also get a popcorn flavoring of your choice and just put it on the original, and boom, you've got flavored pork rinds, whatever flavor you want. You can go down to Trader Very Joe's. Flexible. they
2: got uh, dill pickle seasoning. Yes, Top they've got right a lot.
0: Poll question. I question. you can get that here, too. But uh, our poll question, of course, brought yeah, to kernels. you by Atlas Goods. Again, promo code is CC15, locally owned and operated out of Surrey, British Columbia. Which prospect do you want to hear about the most? Jonathan LeCaramaki, Tom Willander, Daniela Klimovich, and as always, I'm angry, Chris. 60% of voters going with Tom Willander. 24% what? say Jonathan LeCaramaki.
2: Cl- 60%? You're not even close to What did you read? What are you reading?
0: Oh, Okay,
2: 58%. I'm close. You're coming of at course like I'm close. 107% total. Whatever.
0: 58% of voters say Tom Willander. 24% say Jonathan Karamacki. 10% say Danilo Klimovic. And 8% say they are angry. I was with the voters here. Tom Willander. I'm looking forward to reading a lot about him at BU. Partly because Celebrini's out there. Both Celebrini's are out there. One of which belongs to the Canucks. The one uh, other one who probably won't belong to the Canucks. But never say never. Um, yep. Tom Willander. That's my pick at BU.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm very interested to see Will Lander make the jump because he's jumping up in competition, right? Anytime a, a prospect does that, you want to keep an eye on how they're making that transition. It's not like what Lander was in the SHL, right? The the folks on uh, on Twitter will say, no, he played in two games. No, he didn't. He dressed for two games. He didn't play in either of them in the SHL. Um, he's a J20 player, so making the jump from J20 to the NCAA, it's a difficult one. And he was the first pick, the most recent one. A lot of people are interested to see him, but I think you can make a case for both the like Karamaki and Klimovich as well. LeCaramacchi really needs a bounce-back season after what happened last year. He started that bounce-back at the end of the year in the playoffs in the al Svenskin, and now he's moving up to the SHL. I think he's one to, to really follow closely. Uh, and Klimovich, now, you want him playing top six in the AHL, of course. You want to see Klimovich getting that top six look this year. Um, so all three. It's nice to have three prospects of excitement. I also saw a comment from Karan, uh, why isn't DPD on here? Yeah, DPD's up there too. You want to see what he looks like? Him and LeCaramacchi, it's... Listen, as a guy who covers prospects, I love when they're on the same team. That's going to cut my workload in half uh, when covering those two guys. So that's yeah. great, uh, and it's also nice when you're watching them live and you don't have to just like watch every four shift. Like when there's a forward and a defenseman playing, their their shifts kind of match up. But a lot of the time, yeah, you're yeah. getting one or the other on the ice. So I love that. Look at this uh, tape, tape live. pass. Oh, it's going to be some nice. full articles. On that. Yeah, exactly. No, I well even like I remember last year watching uh, them play for the U twenty team, and they were both they both scored in the same game. So that was a nice one. Uh, but we'll have to see. And I'll tell you, really good start from uh, from LeCaramaki in the SHL preseason, as I mentioned. So uh, all positives right now from those guys. All right,
0: Betway, get us out of here.
2: Yep, let's go. Our Betway bet of the day. Betway bet of the day. Uh, we are going with some baseball, as we always do. Quads, what do you think about this bet? Oh. The over of 8.5 total runs in the game and Jose Barrios to record six or more strikeouts. Ten dollar bet's going to return you thirty five as the Blue Jays face off against the Orioles today at uh, four
0: o'clock. I think the Orioles might put up seven again, so I like the I like. See, that's what
2: I thought. I said you don't have to bank on Burrios having a good outing.
0: You're banking on Burrios
2: getting. He can get. He's a strikeout guy. Yeah, he'll get his strikeouts. I said all he needs is six or more. But I'm taking I'm taking the over on the runs in this. So
0: nine total runs. Yeah, I
2: think at plus two fifty odds between both teams too. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I can see it happening.
0: No, I know. Um, I think at plus two fifty odds, it's a good bet.
2: I feel like it's a it's a pretty good one there. Yeah, um, yeah. It's, 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 Barrios gets a strikeout. I think it's, it's a, a favorite guarantee. guarantee. Barrios gets no, strikeout. No guarantees here. I can't give you. Also, any
0: Brandon with a good one. Bichette over two hits. I like that.
2: Oh, nice. What are you getting odds Brandon's on? Brandon's the Brandon? same
0: guy I put on blast for the practice rink. Thing. No, but and, Brandon, and, and, brought, and, it Brandon few, brought it he, up. Brandon brought it up. He and and Brandon is right in right. what he said that players would rather practice on their main rink. Absolutely, that is not a reality of the National Hockey League. That is why every true. team. Has a practice. That's all it comes down if, to.
2: If all the concerts were at BC Place right across the street, yeah. they'd, it'd be perfect. Taylor Swift. She's not coming to Vancouver. She's coming to know? Vancouver? She's not coming to Vancouver. Absolutely she is. No, do you hear that the GM of uh, of BC Place was on the Halford and yeah, what did two he days say? ago? He said, she's not. He's nothing in the plans right now. They'd love to oh, have her. Whatever. He's happening. a Swifty. He's
0: he's keeping yeah, it Yeah, I thought rocks.
2: it was kind of funny that they asked uh, that question, Halbro did, to uh, to the GM. Yeah, I yeah. his name. Chris Pine, maybe? Chris yeah. was his yeah, first yeah. name. They asked him that, and then... Uh, I was just thinking, I was like, it doesn't matter what BC plays thinks. If Taylor Swift wants to go to BC plays, she's going. And she's oh, yeah. going whenever the hell she wants. They'll cancel BC. They'll cancel the BC they'll Lions They'll cancel BC. Game. <laughs> like, BC's trying to get a Western Conference final. They're like, mm, sorry, CFL. Swiftie's bigger than that. Yeah. Have you see, I saw a post the other day about this Taylor Swift. Is it, this is going to be a billion-dollar tour. This this tour's going on for, like, two and a half years. Yeah, it's... It's the biggest tour in history, well, I guess, right? Well, she's performing
0: all of her songs. Did you know that? Yeah. Was, she's performing every album. No, it's right? a four hour concert. And really? hey, Kevin Woodley, noted correspondent of Canucks Conversation, uh, went to the concert in Seattle with his daughter and he was tweeting up a storm about well, how it was life changing uh, and all this stuff. When I was hosting at
2: six fifty we had Woodley on and we yeah. talked a little Swifty at the end there. Yeah. Yeah, he said it was basic it's a basically a four hour sing along. Yes. Pretty cool. Well, I'm telling you I, okay we gotta I get out of here. To some my, I got my I'm still like six six days off of the wisdom teeth here. I'm starting to feel it a little bit. I feel like some Things are getting sore up in there. You made I it gotta through, stop pal. talking. Yeah.
0: You made it through. And you it talked through. about your wisdom teeth recovery more on our Patreon. New episode of Faber and Quad Shoot the Bleep on Patreon.com slash Canucks Convo. Five and ten dollars here gets you all the bonus content. And we're gonna have more. What was Pokemon card battle? We'll do that next week.
2: Yeah, Jesse says we want Woodley. Yeah, not on this show.
0: You're getting Woodley. Of course not we're getting this Woodley show. this show. Nah, get out okay. of here. We'll get Woodley on, yeah.
2: Enough. Um do you have a Canucks guest next week on the show? I'll tell you about that after. Okay. Um, to me. <laughs> yeah, face is doing good, Jesse. Thank you. Uh, but I've been watching. I've been watching a lot of shows. Painkiller was very good. Um, about the oxycodone, oxycodon, oxycotton. Anyways, one of those things. The the movie that movie kind of telling the story of uh, of them was good. I've also watched a lot of those sports documentaries.
0: Yes, Untold.
2: Yeah, the Untold ones. They're very good. the The one about the Florida Gators out right now. Whoa. Oh. I love that. I'm so excited to roll through that. That's going to be my nightly uh, routine over I the like last I like that your bit.
0: fantasy team names are often called Faber's Gators because well, that's just an awesome name. Yeah.
2: That was a that was a nickname that got put on me on accident there.
0: Really? Yeah. Tell that story in full right now. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know your mouth is sore. It's no. Good. I'll get us out of here. I'll multi- do it. Was, uh, oh, that's good. Here we they, go.
2: They called me it on the volleyball court uh, back when I played in the Weedy Volleyball.
0: Faber the Gator?
2: No, they just called me Gator the way I played because I was like uh, gator. The, the mouth of a gator. Yeah, closing. yeah. Yeah, I'm, a, yeah, I'm yeah. a spike guy, right? Yes. So that was my thing. They started calling me Gator from all the spikes I was making, all the blogs I was doing. Yeah. Back at uh yeah, I'm not very good at volleyball, but I'm tall. Your sister's very good arms. at volleyball. Yeah, she is very good. She's on a scholarship out to uh school in Langley there. So shouts That's to awesome. her. She got a scholarship for volleyball. Very proud hell of her. Yeah. She's she's a hell of a leader. That's the thing. I think uh, she's always the captain of her teams and everything. She's an incredible athlete. I've seen her I went and watched her play basketball one time. And like Listen, you're watching girls basketball. This is like grade 10. And yeah. she had an art. She one time got the ball inbounded to her. So she's at one end of the ring. One end of the court. The rink. Don't worry about it. One end of the court. Went, palms the ball. I don't know where she got the hand. I can't even palm a basketball. And she just launched. Whole, right, right boom. Right into the pocket. Like, looking like hell a, a yeah. Tom Brady to Randy Moss in 07 type of connection. And, the, and then the girl just, boom, easy layup. And I said, she should be playing baseball or something. Like yeah. she, She's a hell of an athlete. She's passed me as the best athlete in the family, for sure. Damn. But, take me back to 19 and my, you know, tight little body <laughs> of mine back when I was 220. and We'll see.
0: Yep, we got uh, to get out. get into well, uh, the Riverhawks, the Riverhawks. We got a home run derby Stadium, coming up yeah. against
2: the Oilers Nation guys. Quads yes. is gonna. Quads has to hit one out of the infield. I have to hit one over the fence. <laughs> hey, I can hit
0: to all fields, no problem. Yeah. Okay. At least in my heyday, I could. I haven't hit a baseball in a while. I'll yeah,
2: the two week heyday that you had in baseball. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: all all right. right, we'll close it out there. Uh, for my co-host Chris Faber and our technical producer. Aaron Burado. Thanks for listening, folks. Thank you for everybody that interacted on the YouTube live show. If you're on the podcast, be sure to come check us out on YouTube, usually 1230, 1 o'clock. Check the Twitter account for the show schedule each week. See you later, folks. Thanks for listening.
1: Thanks for listening to Canucks Conversation. Hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode.
2: How about keep it to a thank you, Jim?
1: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's.